So I don't know about you, but when I saw the news last week about the Haitian migrants in Del Rio, Texas, I know that I wanted to do at least two things. Number one, I definitely was going to do an episode on it. And number two, I didn't only want to discuss what's happening in Del Rio, Texas. The fact of the matter is, Haiti has been going through a lot as a country this past year with the earthquake further decimating substantial parts of the country, the civil unrest that's been happening, the prime minister being assassinated, but they've been going through a lot for way longer than that. And it makes it sick to watch. But here's the thing about headlines and images. It starts to create stereotypes and beliefs. And if it's not corrected, they can fly forever. And for watching what I was watching last week, I just got tired of seeing another negative image being set upon Haiti as a black man and, and as a Caribbean representative. And while I wanted to get my reactions off my chest, I also wanted to remove some of the negative imaging this country has to endure. So today on the Av podcast, I'm joined by Diana Nicholas from the Food Tower Burger Divas show, as well as the founder of the Carolina Haitian Food Festival. And I'm also joined by author Jonathan Boxhill as we share our reactions of Del Rio, but also have a discussion on shredding the misconceptions of Haiti overall. Their history is rich, and much like other West Indian countries, it needs to be shared, probably more so based on everything that's happened 217 years ago, which is 1804. I'm saving you on the math. Thanks for tuning in in advance. South Shabbat is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the like button, the favorite button, I'm going to need every one of those five stars. You could do that before we get into this episode or at the end of it. But based on the length of this episode, you got about an hour or so to do it. So, um, you know, get it done. And if you want to swan dive into my archives or check out all things South Sharav, there's a website for that. Head over to SouthSharav.com to check out all of my shows, including the latest episode of my story with Jalen Celestine, as he shares his freshman year experience at the University of Cal Berkeley as a student athlete. And if you haven't tuned into that one, please do so after this episode. But that one is there as well as everything else that I've recorded or written, which you can check once again on SouthSharav.com. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. I just want to repeat it for you just to make sure you heard it. <laughs> it's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Let's do it. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Uh, welcome to the AV Podcast. My first guest is the founder and financial officer of the Carolina Haitian Food Festival and is also the CEO of, of Burger Divas and the founder of Food Etat with Burger Divas, which airs every Saturday at 9 a.m. on Radio Africa 1804. I want to please welcome Diana Nicholas to the show. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi, Calvin. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you for, for coming back on. And uh, my next guest has been on the show previously. He's an author of a great book called Unleashing Mind Power, How to Harness the Magic of the Subconscious Mind. And he's a trained hypnosis and uh, psychotherapy professional. I want you to please welcome Jonathan Boxo to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having us on. Uh, no problem. But like I said, uh, I, I want to thank the, both of you for coming back on our podcast. And I, I brought the, the both of you on today to... Just discuss what's been happening this past week in Del Rio, Texas, where thousands of Haitians have been at the border just trying to come across to begin a new life and claim refugee status, much like any other migrants across the world. 
Um, but the conditions of how they're being treated is reprehensible, um, which includes the images that we've been seeing on the news and social media of U.S. Marshals on horses with whips uh, trying to control, you know, quote unquote, control the people there and trying to send them back across the water. And I know this is a deep diving conversation. It's definitely not going to fit into one podcast, but I, I definitely want to start by asking you guys, uh, what are your reactions from the images from Del Rio, Texas? And I know this is a ladies first uh, situation, but the lady of the program tonight, <laughs> she's asked for Jonathan to start first. So I'll go with Jonathan first. Um, oh, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> 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 All right, Diana. You know, no problem. Um, you know, my, my reaction and that's what you're asking, right? For my reaction. Yeah, from the from the images that you've been seeing yeah. this past week. Obviously, obviously disturbing. You know, obviously it's it's very strategic. It's trying to capture or suggest to our minds um, our history, right? And um, being, um, you know, uh, under the foot and domination of you know of a certain uh, group in a certain um, country, you know, certain group of countries. So it, it immediately, you know, guys with cowboy hats and horses. That's never a good look as a black person. You feel it. And I know that um, that's what a lot of those images are designed to do, is attack our attack us psychologically and take us back there. Right. And so that's, uh, I mean, I'll speak more about that, but, you know, disturbed. But at the same time, I was, um, I was more like, all right, so I get, what, I get what the attack is. How can I counter that? Okay. And what about you, Diana? For me, how I felt about that, it was sadness at first because of my country and the people who just want to protect and take care of their families, and then anger because of the treatment they are receiving and the lack of fairness and equality. So it was a, it was a numbness. There's so much going on in that country, you know, news after news after news, and then to see... You know, the guys on the horses with the whips, it definitely set a tone of, oh, hell no, this cannot go down this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for myself, you know, um, I was both like desensitized and appalled by by everything um, just because, you know, being desensitized in the last, you know, I would say most of most of my life, but I would say, you know, definitely the last like five to ten years of seeing everything that's been happening to, to our black community as a whole in terms of, um, you know, racial profiling, uh, police brutality, all of these things. And then seeing on top of that, what's been happening to Haiti, to, to, to Haiti since uh, 2009. Like for me, it was, it was a little bit desensitizing, but it was also appalled because just of those images of, of just seeing black people being whipped in 2021, just for that to even be something that's gonna reoccur again it just makes me question everything in terms of who would make that order, you know, to make that be okay for, for that to even be a thing and that to be the directive to control a, a group of people, any people, much less, you know, our hue, right? Like to me, that's where it's a mixture of both where I'm just, I'm just, I don't even know if it's, if it's 60, 40, 50, 50, but I'm just appalled and, 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 and I have a, a spirit of, just being desensitized by it all. And it's kind of sad to be put in that position, you know what I mean, as, as time goes along. But 
that's kind of where I feel with the whole thing. But I just think, you know, to me, it's like, I just think it's really bold. Like, it's super bold to just, you know, there's media, there's cameras, you know, people have cell phones, people have video cameras. And, you know, to be doing that out there, like, to know that that's going to be the the image that's going to be projected out to the world and you and you're still going to be okay to do that anyway i just think it's a kind of boldness that's just it's really off-putting and disgusting i don't know i I just it 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 troubles me in that in that sense the boldness of it all yeah it definitely does go ahead jonathan no i was gonna say like that's you made a point about the the about taking pictures and cameras and they had to know and not give a, sh- a crap, but they had to know that, yeah, I'm making a statement by doing this, and that statement's going to go around. And I'm also making a statement to the rest of the people that feel the same way as me, right? And uh, images are powerful. Right. And those images will speak louder than a lot of things that, you know, people could say. And that's why I'm really careful with the images that I kind of I spend time on them. Because they are so they they can be so damaging, right? If we dwell on them and not take action to counter them, mm-hmm. right? Because those images are designed to attack you, to make you feel powerless, and what you said desensitize you. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear what you have to say, Diana. No, you know I remember when we were talking offline, um, and we were saying how I was saying how like back in the day you know, being Haitian was not, like, something that was popular. And, you know, what I don't want to happen is for us to go back to that. You know, what you see right now are people, again, who are trying to be better and do better for their families. That does not, in turn, um, you know, to put a stigma on the Haitians that are here that are, you know, you know, again, doing it well, doing what's right and, you know, trying to come up. So the images that they're, sh- that they're showing are demoralizing, but I hope it's also, like, empowering to say, you know what, I want to do more for my community. And my community right now is in turmoil, and they're trying to make it look like we're just these, you know, dirty-looking people, but we are prideful people, and what we're trying to do is just be better. We want the best life for our families, and that's all we want. So I hope it just continues to reinforce that, like, these are strong people who literally, they were on boats, I mean, walking, you know, through many different countries to get all the way to Del Rio, Texas, because of opportunity, the land of opportunity. So I just hope that the message doesn't, it's a it's a message that we see on TV that doesn't look very very nice. But I'm what I'm hoping is that it it's a message of like yeah that's what's happening. But guess what? I'm going to be better and I'm going to do better for my country. So you're you're hoping like the reverse effect happens where it it kind of empowers the youth and it empowers the community instead of uh, instead of taking away the power. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I'm hoping. You know, yeah. Calvin and Jonathan. It's it's you know like you guys have been saying it is desensitizing so much has been happening since the first earthquake you know to my knowledge and then all the way till present day it's one of those things where it's like how many gut punches can you take before you fall down and what i'm hoping is that we don't fall down it just makes us stronger 
Yeah, that's a good message. And and the fact that you do have to remind people of who you are and the mighty people that you are, right? Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. people of creativity and power and the contributions you've made to the world and still do. That's the thing. It's like, can you imagine that, like, <laughs> they frame people coming into the country for a better life in that way, where America yeah. was... America is a country of people who came over from Europe with nothing. You know, yes. they embraced them with open arms off the ships. They, you know, you see those old, those old films of Italians and Eastern Europeans. They, they come in over with nothing, and they were like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, come over." But somehow, this is framed as, "Oh, they're coming here for some in some negative way." I don't understand that. It's the same thing that built the damn countries, right. you know. It, it, and yeah. and then it, and it's it's obviously because of who the Haitian people are, what they represent, what they symbolize in my mind as a people. They symbolize resistance and the defiance of oppression and taking control of your life and um, your country and and being self determined. That's what Haitians symbolize, and they're trying to paint the opposite picture, which is so funny. You know what I mean? It, it makes no sense mm -hmm. to me. When this is the people who who have been self determined for a, for a long time, you know what I mean, and and uh, and have been going their own way in the face of oppression, in the face of you know basically the world against them and them on their own. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and and not to like put you guys in a politicized situation, but I do have to ask a question. Um, just your thoughts on like why do you think the White House is is like silent on this issue in terms of trying to get this rectified or slow to respond to this to, to respond to this issue that's happening in Del Rio. Okay, so politically, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not the biggest you know political person. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. um, if you look at the history of what all you know has transpired with Haiti. You know, one of the things that we've learned is when you take over, when you have the ability to take over and, and defeat a powerhouse, they will make you pay by taking away food or taking away things that can help your people um, develop. And, you know, with the history of Haiti, you know, winning their independence and then um, having to pay back France billions of dollars right. um france and america getting into bed together to make sure that haiti never succeeds you know those things are still happening now it may not be discussed it may not be something that's in your history books but if you talk to any haitian person who truly knows their history they can tell you this is what's happening and this is why we're not able to um, succeed. You know, the the thought process of divide and conquer and capitalism is, is alive and well. You know, how do you keep people from succeeding? Well, you take one group of people and let them know, let them know hey, I'm going to make you powerful, and then they then oppress the others, which creates this unequal playing field in a country that was about independence and hey we got this for ourselves um the example that i use you know granted about politics and policies and everything is that 
you know, one of the things that they do, for example, in the church that I'm a part of, you know, we were bagging rice to send to Guatemala, mm-hmm. which is something that is made in their country. How do you take something from the United States and send it to a country that is able to produce this on their own? You take away the cultivation of the land. You take away what made them successful in the first place. Right. And to me, those are some of the things that, you know, when you think of, like, countries like Haiti, countries like Chile, countries Brazil, um, well, not really Brazil, but Cuba, countries that sugar cane, um, <laughs> like, you know, anything you can think of, rice, things right. that, like, we we have to pay a lot of money for that is able to come from that country, that country can no longer produce it. What does that tell you? You know, that's, that's, it speaks volumes. Ah, the White House, man, to me, the Americans have been consistent in their policies with Haiti. Just like Diana said, they when they occupied Haiti, and it was a really um, oppressive force. It, and I don't know the exact dates, but it, you know it was uh, in in this this century. You know what I mean? And it, it, they, their their policies at that time were the same. Have been the same. They have been consistent throughout each presidency. Yeah. In my opinion, it's been the same. You're, you're seeing the same stance of I'm going to come in and take what I want or do what I want and, um, you know, keep keep them at the same, try to keep them at the same position. But, like, I have a question in my mind, like, what's up with the diaspora, the Caribbean, African countries, and um, even certain South American countries? Where How come no one is, seems to be standing with Haiti in 2022? Is everyone just caught up we in their do. own problems? Mm. No, we do. We do. So Colombia is a major advocate for um, Haiti or Venezuela, mm. Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela right? Yeah, Venezuela. So I think what happens is that, again, it, it's the whole United Nations with, you know, air quotes around it is not really the United Nations. Right. And, you know, like not to bring it this way, but I, I, I always believe that there are things in place that are greater than us that when it happens, you're like, it's 2021. What the hell? How how is this happening? It's, you know, right. it's like this is this shouldn't be happening. It's 2021. We've all evolved as a as a people. However, I don't. It's, it's hard to explain, but I feel like there's just things that are bigger than us that is like literally happening in a secret society. I know that sounds crazy, and that's and that's a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know, it's just something that I think about because. Again, it's 2021, and we're having conversations about third world countries. We have we have third world countries in the United States. You ever go to Detroit? Yeah. You're like the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, true. It's like, so true. You know, so you know, it's those questions that you know. I think people have to ask themselves. Like, yeah, why is it that you know you can go to to Dominican Republic and they have no issues at all, but you go to Haiti and it's like you know, WTF situations. That makes um, no, no sense, sense to me. And I've been to the Dominican no Republic. And you share, I, and I, you yeah, share the however, same body of land. I don't get it. And yeah, sh- they say we share the same land. However, if you think, if you, like, again, listen to the history. There's this gentleman. His name is Ollie Graham, and he's on Instagram. And, oh, my goodness. So pretty much how the land was divided, again, was more of, a, okay, we're going to choose this side, knowing full well that Haiti side was built on a fault. 
that does not go through the Dominican Republic. Oh, that wow, that does so, that make sense. Because you know, yes, that it, makes sense. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know it that. Does. No, mm. that. Yeah, that's why we're always going to have the hurricanes. We're yeah. going to have those things because of the way the land is situated where Dominican Republic doesn't get any of it. Now, I'm not saying that Dominican Republic are, <laughs> you know, they went and did this. But again, when the land was divided, Hispaniola was divided, it was divided as such, right? So we were already at a, at a loss because of the, you know, granted, I love our little boot, our little left-handed boot. But again, it was still, you know, in a situation, in a location where we were going to be hurt regardless. Yeah. Not so Ali Graham is his name. O-L-I dot G-R-A-M. I mean, when I mean this gentleman... Like, even to the point where he discusses how Creole came about. And sorry, Captain, mm. again, a show for another time, how, you know, in French, l'oreille, which is the ear, is l'oreille, right? There's no Z. But for Haitians, it's zore, right? right? So mm. to change the language just a little bit so they wouldn't totally understand what we were saying, we added Z to some of our, our, um, mm. our words. Mm. I mean, it's, this gentleman, he drops so many gems i'm like dude like <laughs> wow, i, I hope you know you're yeah so definitely check him out but you know again historically it's unfortunate what's happening to the country but again what i'm hoping is that it's it's more of an empowerment to the people such as myself who want to better the haitian the view of the haitian community right here you know in the united states and yeah. are able to then bring it to haiti and it makes sense because anytime there's a, there's like a natural disaster in Haiti, like Dominic, Dominican Republic never gets affected. It almost never gets no. affected. You're right. Like I never thought about that until you just said that actually, but it makes, mm-hmm. it makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for me, the only thing I would add is like, I know we we're talking about this offline, but the fact that, you know, on, on the watch of, of the Biden administration, you know, you, you have, the images of this being put out during his watch. And I think it's it's a bad look because, you know, the black community, you know, let's face it, they they definitely helped him ride a wave to get into office, right? And I mean he, yep, even, admitted, they did. he even admitted as much. Right. And I mean and look, yeah. I, I mean there's an example of Georgia being flipped as a state from, you know, being always a red state to changing to a blue state. A lot of that was some of the groundwork that people like Stacey Abrams did to, to get that to, that state to be flipped, which was like the first time in eons that even happened. And mm-hmm. to have this on his watch, like just the optics of it is terrible. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't have it doesn't matter if they're not American, like at least not right now. But you can't have the image of that, you know, as a president saying those things that you're saying in November to have this on your on on your ledger. Like it's not it's not a good look. You know, I think it's, it's it definitely terrible. isn't a good look. But what I will say though is that you know, pe- when people vote, I we we chose the lesser of two evils, right? right? We we didn't have good options to choose from, right? But what I will say though is that when we when you vote, make a decision based on policies and, and what you think you know is going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. his platform was this, but when you look at the Democrats and how many immigrants they actually send back you have you got that's when you got to say to yourself wait a minute i'm about to vote democratically for pe- for this person who doesn't believe in 
immigration, who doesn't have the best immigration policy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when you think about past presidents, and, I, you know, I don't want to name any names again. So again, I'm not right. political. Right. But, you know, the president before, you know, the guy with the red hat, oh, my goodness, he sent more immigrants back than anybody. So it's like one of those things, like, it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're voting for the lesser of two evils, but... You know, you have to make decisions based on what you stand for. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think that people should be able to come here illegally and never, ever have to, you know, get their papers. I work hard for my money. So right. you're going to get you're going to get your papers. You're going to get some numbers so that I can collect my Social Security so that I'm not going to be taking care of you when, you know, when I'm old. However, there, there has to be a better policy put in place to protect these people because they foreigners are the hardest working people you will ever have to live in your country. So let's be mindful of all of that, you know, and I, and I don't want to go off topic. You know, it's about Haiti and, and what we're trying to do for Haiti, but you know, you get people who come here and they, they know they came here for a better life. So they're going to work hard. So let's, let's make it easy enough for them to, to be registered, but, also fair and equitable for everybody, not just for one particular group of immigrants who come to the United States. Right. As, as opposed to another, you know, and then, yeah. and, and then like the image of, of, you know, some of the images that you're seeing too, of Haitians being deported and, and being sent back to Port-au-Prince, like that too was, you know, cause you know, you're looking at the whole situation of, especially after the earthquake in 2009 and, you know, a, a lot of Haitians, you know, migrated out of the country or, or got displaced, set up new lives in, in South America and, and different countries. And now you're coming out here to be sent back to a place that you already lost everything. Like that's like just like I yeah. said again, to have that on your ledger. That's not a it's not a good look, man. It's not. Plus, 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 you, you know, you, you're already presenting. They're already presenting the image of them being, you know, a bastion of freedom for certain Afghanis. And that's part of the conversation that people are having is the contrast between how they they've been treating the Afghani the as asylum seekers versus the Haitian asylum seekers right, right. exactly and you're escaping to to difficult you know situations and so it must be said it is racist and we know yeah. that immigration policies are racist like that like we know that that's a fact especially you know in, when we're, where we're from um, they have a, a point system, and the point system, I mean, it's been criticized by so many social scientists on how racist it is. We're not going to get into that, but the point, the point is they can hide their racism behind their policies, but now, to me, these optics and these images are showing you how blatant it is. The slow yeah. response, the lack of, a, of, of proper leadership, this is when you need leadership. You just made more sense than, the whole, than, than any one of them. And your what you just said was very clear mm -hmm. on on outlining a, a a bit a bit of a plan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I agree it's, with it's, that. it's 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 clear and blatant. That's the elephant in the room. This is racist. It has nothing to do with protecting their borders. It's racism. It's, it's discrimination, racism. and it's a continuation of the same policies. And that's why my question too was like, I get that Venezuela is is, is standing with with Haiti, but to me, that's not enough. Like. Where's the rest of the Caribbean? Where's the rest of the, the countries? Like, our, you know, our diaspora. Yeah. Like, where are well, their voices? Other, and their actions. Make money off of, 
those other countries make their money off of um, travel and tourism. They're not going to mess that money up. Mm. You could only get to Haiti if you're if you have people there. If you know, you know, you know, you got people who live there, and they and you can go visit. But Labadie, which is a port, when people go, then people be like, "Oh, I've been to Haiti," and you're like, "Oh yeah, where'd you go?" They say Labadie because it's a port, but they don't go truly into Haiti to see what Haiti is like, right? What Port-au-Prince is like, right? Because we know that they don't really show you the real deal of how beautiful the island is. They show you, you know, the bad part. Right. But traveling tourism and, you know, the, the rest of the Caribbean world, that's important. They're not going to mess that money up. That's where the capitalism comes into play. Yes. Unfortunately, Haiti, it does not get to play in that because when you think of Labadi, and I'm not really sure exactly where it is, but if I'm not mistaken, it's close enough to Dominican Republic that it can pass. Mm, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I would have to look it up. I'd have to ask my aunt, uh, Monica Mo, about that. But, you know, we just have to be cognizant. The images that we have seen, you know, and Jonathan, I, I just, I, you know, these past couple of days just talking to you, I just love how you just bring it all the way back around, is that the images that we have seen is very, very sad, and no one knows what to do. That's where we are right now. It's like, you know, it's like blow after blow after blow. What can we do? Like, what what exactly can we all do? Even if we were to all get together, you know, what can we effectively do to help Haiti without right. losing money? That's a great, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? They they, they don't want to lose money. That's it. No? But, how, but what, oh, man, it, it, it's just a trip to me because... Some of these Caribbean islands are are a couple steps away from where Haiti is. Like, really? Yeah. It just takes one little disaster or a certain indus couple industries falling. Like you said, the tourism industry that they rely on. Like, I mean, really, we're we're all that we have, and I for some reason I don't know why we we still don't see that. Yes. We're still on this separation. Oh, that's them over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hope that don't happen to us. Yeah, that's the, the divine and conquer mentality. That thing, that book. I mean, when I think about like just the divide and conquer. I mean, it's 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 bigger than it's bigger than what's going on. But it is a true way to conquer a country. It's a true way to conquer a people. You know what I mean? Like, it's divide them first, put them against each other, right? Make them make them feel like one is better than the next. Exactly. And take over. That's it right there. Make somebody feel that like they're better than the next. Because when people say divide and conquer, sometimes they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually glad you, you explained that a little, in a little bit more detail. You're making one person think that they're better than the next. That's exactly it. And that's the perception that people have about um, countries like Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just so silly. Except, I remember we are talking about this as well, except, some of the uh, European countries or some of these elites, they come in there and they see the gold and the value. They see yes. the, the potential. Like I, I remember when we were talking about the, um, the artists, it blew my mind on a documentary where they were paying artists thousands of dollars and they were making some intricate art off the steel pan drums, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, that's mm-hmm. our genius. We know, how to, we know how to make something out of nothing. Right. You know, yes. and then other people value it like they 
left their countries, come over and paid thousands of dollars for this intricate, amazing art. And you never really hear about it, right? You never hear mm-hmm. about that at all. So wherever the people are in Haiti, other people, other, other countries have, it, have vested interest in there and are seeing the goal, where the hell is our people? Yeah. You know? And that's We're why coming. I hope, man. And, I, and that's why I was thinking that we need to, you know, whoever's listening, like, put those memes out there, put those images out there, do your research to counter the images, the negative images that are being, you know, purposely sent out there. You're right. Like photos, hashtags, even, you know, that I will work to in this day and age now. Like that's, I think that's something that could add to that as well. Like just, just to get the awareness out there. Now, now it's funny because it kind of leads me to, um, to what Diana was saying about like, you know, your youth in terms of getting into fights and those, uh, those different things. What, what do you think are, are the misconceptions of, of Haiti? That we're dirty. We put on too much perfume. <laughs> I, I never heard that one. I never heard that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that, I, just know, know. I went to college, and uh, one, of the, one of my well, friends at the time, he's no longer a friend, but anyway, he said something to, like, a, a, another friend of mine who was Jamaican, and he was saying, um, you putting on too much perfume, you're going to start smelling like them dirty, cab, them dirty Haitian cab drivers. Mm. Mm, and it was mm. just kind of like, what did you say? And I turned around and I said it to him. I was like, what did you just say? I was like, I'm Haitian and we do not, we're not dirty and we don't put on that much perfume. Like, what? And, you know, he just kind of got quiet and that was the that was the last time we ever spoke again. Mm. I promise you. I was like, I would never speak to him again because one, you know, one of the, one of the things that I wish never happened was how we, again, we pit, we pit ourselves against each other, right? Like, for him to feel so comfortable to say that, not knowing what anybody was in the room, like, honestly, where have you been living? You're from, like, Newark, New Jersey. You know how many Haitians live out there? That's number one. Number two, you don't even know who the, who is Haitian in this room. And even if you didn't know, don't be disrespectful to a people. Right. You know, you yeah. just took a whole group of people and you put them against each other. So but I think they, that, that bothered me a lot. And they're um, your and they're your own people, <laughs> you know. Like, bro, you just got dropped off at the at the first stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's South your Carolina. own people. It's your own. Yeah. It's the same people, and same you, bloodline. And you're carrying that stereotype. And, and who knows if you heard it somewhere? You know, when he was growing up, whatever. But now you're yeah. you're carrying that as something as truth, and and passing that along. Yeah. you know, to to other people to hear, right? Which is yeah. simple but yeah. serious. Yeah. So it's just disrespect. I think to me it was it's disrespectful. But the the perception now. So that was the perception in the past. I think the perception now is how beautiful and exotic we are. And you know, like if you meet somebody who's Haitian, the first thing is you're gonna you're gonna ask them is Can you make some Julia Jonjon for me? Can you make some black <laughs> mushroom rice? You know, right. because people are starting to know the culture. People are starting to know the know the food, the music, the language. And you know, granted, Labadi, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for Labadi. But being being a port where people stop, that showcases who we are a little bit. Even if it's just for that one little eight hour time span, it's enough to let people know, like. I've been to Haiti and it's beautiful. So mm-hmm. the perception back in the day when I was growing up when, in the nineties, you know, that was one thing. But today I, I literally have a flag on my car when on my visor 
you couldn't pay me to do that before. And it wasn't because I was embarrassed, but I just felt like if somebody wanted to know where I was from, I, they could ask me and I would tell them. But I didn't need it to. I didn't need to broadcast yeah, it. You to now, it. please, what? tell me that. Ask me who I am, and I will tell you who I am. Real? What is it about Haitian people that they have? No, no matter what people say about them, no matter how um, they're portrayed negatively, what is it about Haitian people where they carry themselves with such dignity and pride for their country and for their their culture? What? Everywhere I go, I see the same thing. They carry themselves. Like what, what Calvin, what you were saying, best dressers. You know what I mean? And um, what is it about we your culture? Hard. But I, but I think it's because I think it's all of the Caribbean masses, right? We, mm -hmm. our parents did not leave their country to come somewhere else for us to be bad, right? Right. Like you, we we came here to work hard so we can play hard. You know, I remember growing up. So my dad has been here since he was thirteen years old. And um, so, you know, he kind of went through the whole, like, you know, he went to high school here, he went to college here, and wow. then he was a buyer. Um, he was, the like, literally, he managed, he bought the product um, for a sneaker store. Okay. So, like, mm -hmm. when we were growing up, we always had the latest sneakers on. There wasn't a time in my life that I didn't have the latest sneakers on my feet. And that, that goes for every single cousin, boy and um, girl in my family. We were always fly. So, you know, I don't I don't know the other thought processes of the images of Haitians, but I know that this Haitian right here was fly. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was because I know my parents worked hard. My mom worked for Saks Fifth Avenue buying office to the point where now even I'm in the buying office in the corporate retail. So it's like one of those things where I know that my parents work hard too hard for them for anybody to come you know and disrespect us in any way whether we're buying name brand stuff or we're buying um private brand which is like you know the cheap stuff right it doesn't matter they came here to make a living and to to provide a life for their family and damn right we're going to walk with our shoulders straight so, and back so are your is your family still the sneaker plug can i get a a, a, uh, a, a, a jordan threes sorry this is the wrong you know what you can part. you can <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. So my my nephew, one um my nephew, um he Lenny is his name. He started his own sneaker company called um Shoe Department Number Five, Shoe Station Department Number Five. And um, I, we we just started following each other, me and you, Calvin. So I will send you his profile and then yeah, link up with him. But oh, he's the plug now. Talk that talk. This is not even. <laughs> I shouldn't even be doing this. I'm sorry. But 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 but, but you know what? It's 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 something that um you know we talked about this offline. You know, and again, I grew up. I'm Trinidadian um of the Trinidadian descent. Both my parents are Trinidadian. You know, I rep that culture mm -hmm. hard all day. Um, but you know, growing up in Montreal, that is a heavy Haitian community over there. You know, and mm -hmm. you know, and and I always say like for me. Haitians have been and they're always going to be part of my life just based on the friends that I grew up with and continue to have in my life. Right. But, you know, and that's something I would like to, to break that stereotype because you would hear, you know, misconceptions of different things back in the day. But, you know, especially when I moved out of Montreal and I will go back and visit, you know, and I, I was telling you, telling both of you this online offline. I mean, but some of the best dressers, you know, and just this is again, I'm, I'm not sure if this is like a vanity thing, but like some of the best dressers, some of the flyest dressers. We're Haitian. Some of the some of the most expensive stuff back in like the mid late nineties, with all the Helly Hansen and all those different things. It was all like <laughs> a lot of times it was it was the Haitian people rocking that. 
you know so That's so right. so yeah so you and then you just realize you know you, as you get old and you start learning about the history your your own black history and you know and the caribbean history and stuff and you realize a lot of these misconceptions is is you know it's bullshit you know, like you, you realize yeah. a lot of this is nonsense and, and that's where it just starts to get stripped away, you know, because to, to touch on what you're saying earlier, like it's almost like as an image of, of like Africa, of like starving babies with flies around them and, and everybody's homeless and, and destitute. And there's I know people who vacation in, in Haiti, you know, that's that say that, mm-hmm. that the island is beautiful. There's a big party crews that, that i think last the one before pre-covid it, it was stopping in haiti you know what i mean like it's this yeah. is like those are things where you're like okay like that's another misconception that's torn down just from little things like that those are the misconceptions i see but it's like for me it's like i, I look at those things and it's like i think you just have to do the research you know and follow up and try to try to knock down those myths that you grew up with for a lot of things, much yeah. less regarding, you know, the just the, the Republic of Haiti, I like to say. But, like, it's just, I think it's terrible when you look at that aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Like, like I said, because of where I grew up, I see, I, see it a, I see it different than the average person, I would say, in those situations. Because, like, I know better, right? Like, I, I'm around Haitians a lot. So, like, I know better. I see it all the time. So, I'm like, I know that's not yeah. true. But I think that's, like, one of the things where... It, it has to change like that. Those misconceptions have to get it's got to get knocked down. Yeah. Don't, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead and there. they will. Mm-hmm. And they will. They will. Yeah. And, because and, we don't no, go ahead, we sorry. don't have a choice. You know, us, yeah. us young Haitians that are trying to do big things. So I did. I finally, you know, I know we talked about this offline. So I did get the address for the, um, the Houston Haitian Bridge Alliance. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to do something here in North Carolina like People, there are young people who are trying to change the narrative, and that is what's going to help build the pride even stronger. Right. I'm not going to say bring it back, but even stronger. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, yeah, it might not be done in Haiti because, unfortunately, you know, our, it's in turmoil. The country is definitely in turmoil. Yeah. But guess what? The young Haitians that are growing up here in the United States, oh, they're gonna they're gonna pump their fists real, real high. They're gonna wear their colors. They're gonna wear their flag, and they're gonna know. Yeah, I can't go back home right now, but guess what? I'm gonna rep hard for where where I am now, we're and gonna, that's what we're doing here in North Carolina. We're gonna make everywhere home, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing. Like even going back to the images of what we've been seeing the, the past week or so. You know, and don't get me wrong. It's I think it's important that we see those images so that we can like address it immediately, right? But at the same time, it's like it's 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 almost like another chapter of of misconceptions being added again. You know, and I mean yeah. we know better. The three of us know better, but and I'm sure people listening out there know better as well. But those are those are the things that as a you know as a as a Caribbean representative, it, it annoys me to see that. You know, that yeah. it absolutely annoys I agree. me to see that. It's all about changing those narratives, and and uh, like we were talking about before, social media is a powerful tool, but sometimes we can fall into the issues of of social media where we we spread a lot of images, the negative images, but we don't do positive images to counter them. Right. So that's all. That's my thing is, so that's how the youth are learning. That's what they're into. That's what they're watching. And if we can get these, you know, these young people to get a different perception in their mind about us and Haiti in particular, then they can, 
use technology to help change that narrative. You know, I mean, it's it, it's imperative that we that we do that. We use the resources that we have because images speak a thousand words, and sometimes they seal the deal for people more than you know a, a, a talk or a lecture or a hearing a whole speech on something. That two minute flash on social media, that two minute image, can do something to uh, shift pe- people's narrative about the topic, right? No, absolutely. Um, what do you guys think needs to be done to to help with the issue? Just what do our brothers and sisters in our, in our Caribbean diaspora need to do to help? And it, it kind of lends to what you were saying earlier, John, about about standing beside Haiti. Like, what what can we do to help? At least right now, whether it's awareness, whatever it may be. Um, whether it's big or small, like what what can we do to, to as a Caribbean diaspora? What can we do to help? Well, I'll say I'll say I'll say show love to Haiti right now. Show love to Haitians. I, I know there are Haitian businesses in your community if you're listening or online, and get out your comfort zone, get out your box. A lot of times we're tribal people and we only mess with you know who we're familiar with. You know, it's now it's time to reach out. Now it's time to actually support. Yeah. And um, as well as support the sister like Diana, who are doing, actually doing things for her Haitian community. Find out about what she's doing. Get involved how you can get involved, you know, support her and spread the word. That's what I would say. Okay. And so, and you know, to, to you know, support what Jonathan is saying, you know, education. You know, my, my aunt, Mano Kromo, Florence Bonham Kromo, she owns Radio Africa 1804. She mm. owns that. That's a wow. platform for us to get that, you know, I'll get our messages out. But with saying that is teaching people about the, the history of the country. Yeah. The second thing is working within your community. You know, we had the first annual Carolina Haitian Food Festival right here in the Carolinas for North and South Carolina. We're a growing community. We have over 2,000 Haitians. We have a Haitian um, a Haitian food store that literally has Haitian food. Um, you know, we have, you know, we, we had a restaurant. The restaurant shut down, but guess what? We got four food trucks. We have one more coming in Greensboro, North Carolina, and then I'm mm. working on my own burger food truck that will have Haitian-inspired burgers. So, you know, so, so, you know, again, supporting the community, like John said. And then, you know, third, last but not least, is working with the youth. The, the people that are here, are, that were kept, you know, and I hate to say it that way, but that didn't have to get deported. Yeah. Making sure that the children, okay, the confidence in the children will be built and not shattered. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may not have you know, those Jordans, but guess what? This education you're about to get, this little love that you're about to get, that's going to help get you to those Jordans. So, you know, children for me are the most important part of any culture. You you make sure the children are good, your culture will survive. The future so will be to good me, too. you put all those three things together and, you, and you're going to succeed. You're going to win. No matter what, you're going to win. I guess to add to both of you, I think again is you know it's it's education, right? I think even a small way, mm-hmm. just as as black people, we got to start educating ourselves to the the history of Haiti, how they achieved independence. Because you know, once I think you do that, you really start to strip down the misconceptions, 
and and to touch on i know we talked about this offline as well but to touch on something that a conversation me and jonathan had a couple of weeks back about just the 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 concept of balance there's a lot of negative images and negative portrayals you know that's that's tipping the seesaw in in the other direction but you know there's a lot of positive and there's a lot of positive from images culture music um you know lifestyle art history you know what i mean that's on the other side of that seesaw and we got to get it to mm-hmm. a proper balance you know and, and maybe have it tipped the other way you know even the other way to to just to overdo what was what's been happening right so um yeah. so i think that's like the the big thing as well you know just to add to what you guys are saying just in terms of just education like that's that's just the, that's just the genesis of it right like do you if you start yeah. from there you know you can go to a good place a great place even um and you know i i guess i <laughs> i i kind of want to like end on a positive note a little bit but um but i i do want to talk about you know the fuji's coming back together a little bit mm-hmm. um, you know and and the reason why i want to bring them up is because again to counteract this balance right it's funny that in the same week of, of all these images of what's happening in del Rio in new york city you know a legendary hip-hop group that's haitian based is coming back together forming like voltron and you know for lack of a better word and and you know and and coming back to the top of the mountain where they used to be right so it's it's interesting that this is happening at the same time i don't think you know they say it's a coincidence but i don't think that's a coincidence you know i think that was kind of meant to happen so i'm interested to see of course you know growing up you know like when you know when they were back in 96 you know when i was a late teen and and loving everything that they're doing, you know, I think we're, the three of us are all major fans of them. Um, but I think seeing what they do with this platform is going to be interesting because already, you know, seeing little clips of their concert that they had they had uh, this past week in New York, why um, Clef is already calling out Biden to to do presidential pardons, like take out that pen, you know, and save these refugees that's happening in Del Rio, and he was cursing off the the cowboys. You know, I think his, his statement was like, everybody wants to be a wild cowboy. And he's like, and to, and to those cowboys that are out there, you know, using their whips on my people, he's like, I hope you guys, and this is ver- pretty much verbatim, but he's like, I hope you guys die. So you see like that rebel spirit coming out already just from the first show. So it's interesting to see, you know, where this kind of goes from there, you know, but I want to get your, I guess your, your thoughts on it a little bit, you know, from that aspect. It's very exciting. I'm very happy that they're coming back together. They're putting on shows. I just hope Lauren is not going to be late. I hope she got all her stuff situated. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's exciting. I mean, the score was, you know, I mean, the score, it goes down in history as like one of the best albums. So Ever, it, yeah. it'll be awesome if they can, if they like really, really like get together and you know, travel and I mean, oh my gosh, just the amount of attention that they're going to get just from this little bit. So it's exciting. Yeah, because they're, they're. I think they're already. I think they're already going to do a mini tour to, to take them towards the end of the year. You know, so we got to see. I what just hope they come to Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know they're coming to Florida, so that might be it. close to you, uh, close enough anyway. But <laughs> exactly. But it's interesting because I want to see what they do with this platform, and I want to see if you know because they were unapologetically Haitian. I want to see if that energy trickles down to the to the next generation, you know what I mean, of, of entertainers and rappers that, that wear that on their chest as well because there are a lot of West Indian 
rappers and singers and stuff that we don't know about. You find you Google them and you find out, hey, this person is St. Lucian. This person is Jamaican. How come they? How come I'm only hearing yeah. about this now? You know, and 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 I, right. I mean, I don't know some of the rappers' names, but I know there's a few of them that are Haitian. You know that are out there, and you never know unless you, unless yeah, no, you do a, a Google search. Saying, there's a couple of Haitian people who are in who are produced. I mean, this is say like you know Rihanna. She uses him all the time, and he's literally on Instagram as Sakpate Kodak mm-hmm. Black. There's a ton Kodak of Black, Haitians, right. and not only that, even in the NFL, the NFL, oh the NBA, MLB. There's a ton of Haitians. So yeah. you know the Haitian community doesn't just stop at. It's it's big. It's mm-hmm. bigger than we think it is. Yeah. It just so happens that, like you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm I'm so happy that Wyclef is coming back. But I think Wyclef found some stuff out when he was running for president. It kind of made him feel a certain way. Right? What <laughs> happened in Texas was disrespectful, but he knows some things now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think there's only so many gut punches of uh, a person, an individual, an individual, right? Because we are all individuals, and how we how we accept information is different for everybody. But there's only so much that a person could take about their culture where after a while they're like, well, listen, I can't control any of it. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do nothing. There's so much happening. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So but- I'm happy that, that, you know, the Fuji's are back. And I hope that White Club is able to, like, really, really make some really big noise to get a lot of people's attention. But there's only so much he's going to be able to do. Right. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and I think you know to apply that pressure you know on them as well. It's 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 a little hard to do. It's, you know, especially because they're they're musicians. But it's yeah. at the same time, it's you know, and and I know I said this offline, but they're to me they're the Haitian Avengers, right? They're they're, they're they they got yeah. an Haitian Avenger like superhero feel about them. They've always had that about them, and it's kind of hard to shake that. Even if it's a little bit of responsibility, it's it's hard to shake that in the light of what's going on as well. So you can't expect them to 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 overflip everything for them because they're not politicians and they're not setting laws. But it's just that you know for them to do their part and be great, you know, I think that's like the the biggest thing as well. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. And um, for me, just seeing the image of them coming together because they represent Haitian excellence. I think that's what people need to see to counteract. I mean, I know I keep repeating that, but the mind loves repetition because, you know, they keep they keep repeating to us negative. So guess what? We got to keep repeating and showing the, the, the world out there the, the truth. And the Positive, truth is, yeah. this is who we are as a people, right? Yeah. Excellence, excellence. This is, this is who we are, creative geniuses that, you know, inspire the world the world and create something out of nothing. You know, we're not what they're trying to frame us as. So it's interesting you brought that up, Calvin, because like they're trying to show one, a negative thing here, but then organically something pops up on the opposite side to show, yeah, nice try. This is who we really are. You remember this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I feel like, yeah, just that as a symbol is huge and, and just supporting and backing them and getting the youth like you were saying Diana the youth it's all about the youth to see those images because a lot of these youth that wasn't their era yeah Kodak Black could be their era which is cool but now it's like well before him these were the geniuses here you know what I mean Mm -hmm. 
and and, uh, and look at what this is some it. excellence. Yeah, yeah, and this is some excellence right here. So they can get curious about that and feel good and put their chest out and stand tall and be like, "Oh, this is who we are," you know. No, absolutely. And we got we got so many Haitians. Force MD. One one of the guys in there was Haitian. I mean, it's crazy. When you when you just sit down and like look at like how much I mean, Jean Michel Basquiat. I mean, Jay Z. His hair is like literally Jean Michel Basquiat. One of his lives, right? Yeah. Oh, influence it. It runs the gamut. They just want to show you the bad, but it's okay though because we know that we better than that. Oh yeah, in fashion, come on now. Isn't there a Designer, Harry Moss. yeah, come yeah, on now. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other day, Jean Pierre. Don't you mm. listen? You know I can do this mm. all day. <laughs> 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 you already know, and and but we have to, we have to do it all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we have to, we have to let other people take up the mantle and keep this up and keep pushing this this positive nar- narrative to tell the truth of our people. You know, this yeah, is like who we are. This is who we are. It's funny. Like, people at work are like, oh, Diana, you know, I heard what happened in Haiti. You know, is your family okay? My family is good. Mm-hmm. My family is good. Oh, you know, how do you feel? You know, how's everything going? I'm like, everything is good. We're figuring it out. We're trying to get all our thoughts together, and we're going to make some changes. We're going to send some help. Like, you're, I'm not going to let what you see on TV come and give me the side story. No, I'm not going to be sad with you. I'm going to show you that it's, it's affecting me differently than you think it's supposed to affect me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I guess for me, like, I'll say this, like, the community of Haiti, they have, I want to say, like, an energy that, you know, it was strong enough to, to fight for independence. That's, that is in your DNA. You know what I mean? So I think that's the, you just got to keep showing them these ways and just how they're some of the strongest people. You know, like as long as those things keep keep happening, where, where you're embracing the culture, you're embracing the history, you'll you'll continue to see that. You know, I sound like an infomercial, but it's 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 the truth. You know, like that's that's the truth of it all, right? And I I just want to say one thing. I don't I don't want to like you know you we're talking about positive things, but I want people to think like this whole pandemic thing should have showed people how things can switch up like that. Exactly. You know, and um, exactly. for example. You know, Haitian people and people who've gone through struggle and have gone through, you know, it's all it's all great when you're on top and you're in privilege, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when you got to go through some stuff or lose some stuff? You know what I'm saying? You see people's character really come out of who they are. And um, the fact that Haitian people have been able to endure so much and still rise, it's like Tupac, you know, it's like still I rise. I always love that line because it's like, come on now. We're still here, mm-hmm. you know. They're still here, you know. And um, a lot of people can't say that because a lot of people have lived our privilege. It's always been them over there, but anything can happen, you know. Especially mm-hmm. to those of privilege, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you can learn from people who have gone through stuff. You can learn through people who have endured. It's a great point. And we're and we're able to come out of that. You know, and um, so I always love being around that spirit and that energy, you know, and uh, great things can come out of that. No, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Um, and, and I guess we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, but before we go, um, I, I definitely want to give the both of you, you know, 
um, a couple of minutes to just plug any and everything that you that you want to plug. Um, I want to give you like a couple of minutes or whatever, however long you want to take to just to just plug whatever it is that you got going on. Um, and I'm going to start with, you know, ladies first of this podcast. I'm going to start with the Hannah first to let to, to let the people know <laughs> what it is you got going on and where they can find your stuff. You know, tell us a little bit more about the festival. Um, I'm going to step away from the mic for like literally a minute while I sip this water and you can just you can just let loose. <laughs> well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast, on no your problem. platform. No problem. Um, definitely, you know, I, I appreciate it, not just because, you know, you're bringing light to, you know, my culture, but because this is not your culture and you want to learn more about it. And, and you know, that, that, that warms my heart tremendously. Um, so I just want to say thank you to that. And then, Jonathan, you are just, I just, I just, we need to talk offline because you're amazing. Um, oh, but, thank you. You know, as for me, you can find me on social media platforms under Burger Divas. So B U R G E R D I V A S. I have a burger blog. You can also find me on www.burgerdivas.com. And then for the Carolina Haitian Food Festival, that's going to be under NC Haitian Food Fest on Instagram as well. And then for my radio show that I host every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. starting on October, starting back on October 2nd, you can find me on Food Talk with Burger Diva. And that will be on Radio Africa 1804. It's a free app. Download the app and you can listen to me every morning, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And I'm going to try to replay it every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Okay, boom. There you go. Awesome. And what about you, Jonathan? All right. Well, you know, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much as well, Calvin, for thinking of me and introducing me to Diana as well. I'm definitely going to check out her food and waiting for her <laughs> products to come out, you know, and uh, I can order some, you know, hopefully you ship, you know, out to, around the world. And because, <laughs> you know, we love to eat over here and we love Haitian food. Um, what I do is I, right now my focus is on people's well-being and their mind. I think we need that right now. So check out my website, centeredandaware.com. I've got digital programs, meditations, um, for all kinds of different um, things, whether it be boosters for uh, the morning, evening, and night, whether, whether it be um, healing your inner child or um, motivation. or i got a whole bunch, bunch of stuff coming. I, I do coaching. And corporate stuff as well. And that's what I do right now. And I come on podcasts with great people and have fun while getting down to business. No, for sure. That's like that, Calvin? It's all about. Yeah, I do. I do. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> i tattooed out on my shoulder. Thank you. Thank you. I so did much my best, that. man. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to definitely, you know, go to this festival and have a little bit of that. Um, Oh, I, I'm going to butcher this name again. Barbacore? Bar, bar, barbacore. The, the yeah, Barbacore. Did, did I butcher yeah, it? Did barbacore. I butcher it? You know what? You, you, you did good. You did good. <laughs> you did good, Cal. She's being nice. I'm, I'm close enough. <laughs> I'm close enough. You're being I'm, nice. I'm sorry in you, advance. You were close. I'm sorry in advance. But, I, but I, you know, I like that rum, so that's, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to shout it out. But, yeah. But, yeah, no. We, we, you know, well, we, hopefully... Hopefully we can get them for the next um, food festival. This food festival we had on Labor Day weekend, and we were able to showcase the Nave 1804 rum, 
which is also a, um, a Haitian-owned rum okay. company mm. by young men such as yourself. So it's very exciting. And let me tell you, it was good. It was very, very good. Yeah, and, and, and I like representing rums of, of, of all the Caribbean countries. So I'm going to um, check that out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to check that out for real. For real, for sure. One thing I know about Haitian, they make quality stuff. They're very right, picky. Man. They're very picky. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's got to be some high-end, you know. <laughs> So. It's our ippies. It's our ippies and our picklies. I think that's what makes the food taste slightly different than Jamaican food than any other Caribbean food. Let me put it that way. It's mm-hmm. the ippies and then the picklies. But Trinidadian food, I'm sorry. Roti is Guyanese. Oh, no, eh, oh, you guys, oh, I know, hey, no, I know oh, Trinidadian oh, food. Oh. Ooh. Like I said, you be careful over there. Oh, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Don't let Roti come off the top rope, Diana. Do not let Roti come <laughs> off the top rope. The top rope flipping like the rock back in the nineties. I'm telling you. I want you to do my show. I want you to do my show so you can tell me about Trinidadian food. I I, I, yeah. I I may have to do that. I may have to do that. Yes. I I may have you to You need to let that. people know. No oh, one knows oh, oh. about Trinidadian food, honestly. It, it, that's in Charlotte. That might be in Charlotte. Right? Dude, I went to a Trinidadian restaurant in New York, and I promise you, I was like, "W, what? Like it was tamarind. It was not. It was cooked with a lot of tamarind." Mm. <laughs> oh no, no, we, mm. I definitely have to come with, with with a couple of cooks and just break it down, break it down from roti to oh my gosh, doubles, tamarind balls. Their, their paleo is good. The paleo is, oh. is some dope, dope stuff. Callaloo, the callaloo. I'll be honest with you, that the the Kalaloo shine is nice. You know what I'm saying? And they're um Have you had Haitian Kalaloo? Oh stop, I haven't. <laughs> that just so, sounds I good mean, though. That that just sounds good. Oh this this, Listen, this, this I need this, I need this, both this. of you guys on my show. Let's aim for the end of October if you guys are available. You know, we could go at it about food. About oh, the, the, you tell what, me what is a, good Saint Lucian food? A West a West Indian food war. It's, it's, imagine we're we're wrapping up this podcast, having a, a, a West Indian food war. We're supposed to be uniting, y'all. We're supposed to be coming together no. and, <laughs> and bringing these cultures together. Instead, we fighting. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it is. It's a different story with food. Food yes. is different. Oh. It's true. It's true. We 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 all we all wear our coat of arms for that one. Thank you for the both of you for coming on this podcast and and having this topic with me and and sharing your thoughts and feelings about Del Rio and and just the the whole culture of Haiti as a whole. I love to thank you guys for for coming on. This, this, this has been a pleasure. Thank no problem, you. man. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Av Podcast. A special shout-out goes out to Diana Nicholas and Jonathan Boxer for coming on my show today to discuss what's happening with the Haitian migrants in Del Rio, Texas, and also to discuss Haiti overall as a community, their history, all of it. And I hope you enjoyed this convo as much as we did. Uh, once again, you can check out Food d'Etat with Burger Divas on the Radio Africa 1804 app. Google and download that app right now, all right? Thanks again for checking out the Av Podcast. As always, I'll be back with a new episode on Monday, which you can check out on the exact place you're listening to right now. Uh, but you can also check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Alexa, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else podcast shows are being played on. Hit the like button, the favorite button, 
And check out SouthshireAve.com for all of my past shows. Once again, that's SouthshireAve.com. For Diana Nicholas and Jonathan Boxhill, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on South Shirav Radio. All right, until Monday, folks. Peace. We out. Have a great weekend.